0: Throws to the back of the end zone, and it is
1: off oh, a touchdown by Holmes! With all your latest sports news and commentary, you're listening to the TNT Podcast with your hosts Tyler Layfield and Torres Finney. All well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast. As always, it's your boy, Tyler Layfield and today I will be joined by a, a good friend of the show uh, Torres could not make it this week he's got uh, some big stuff obviously coming up with the with the fight but we got Jackson Cardell good friend of the show how's it going Jackson? Doing good a little bit of change of scenery live here in
0: Mobile getting ready for the senior bowl it's gonna be a fun week because NFL season's almost over it's about draft season and as they say here the draft starts in Mobile so I'm getting ready for that.
1: There you go. Yeah, it worked out perfect that somehow, you know, Torres couldn't, but we could still get you on because yeah. I really want to talk a little bit about this. So um, take us a little bit through it, like as far as getting your credentials. I know you said you before the show, you told me a little bit about this, but but going to, you know, how you ended up getting the credentials to, you know, be able to attend this event and, um, you know, experience it. So, yeah. So, one of the uh, sites I write for Primetime Sports Talk is kind of
0: getting going, getting started. So, in our Slack channel, somebody said that they had credentials to go to the Senior Bowl and asked if anybody else wanted to see if, I, if he could get them in. So, I said, Yeah, absolutely. And so, he got me in. Uh, there's going to be three of us down here. Um, we all do some really hard work. They all put some great stuff out. We're going to be grinding this week, trying to get some content out. And it's just, I've always wanted to be here. Um, and it, it, it's it's really – you know, this is the first big draft event, and, you know, we'll have the Super Bowl the week after, and then it's really going to be uh, – going to be the draft season. So, it's it's, it's going to be exciting this week.
1: For real. I know, you know, just speaking of um, – you know, just from our perspectives, I know you're a recent um, Dog fan. I'm actually trying to look up something. I, I was seeing um, – I saw where we were going to have a couple of guys. UGA, we had a lot of guys going to the senior bowl, but I think two of them have uh, actually dropped out, and I'm trying to find those two. I just know somebody. Do you know the names off the top of your head? Well, I know Devontae Wyatt's going
0: to be here. I don't know if anybody just dropped out. I haven't seen that yet. but uh-huh. And Darion Kendrick's going to be here.
1: Yeah, so from what I understand, Devontae Wyatt, Jamari Salyer, Channing Tindall, Darion Kendrick, Jake Kamarta, and Justin Schaefer are who I'm seeing, seeing right here. Um, I'll keep looking and see if I can find that uh, piece of information. I feel like somebody uh, said something about it, so I don't know for a fact. But who who are a couple of the guys that you're very excited to see um, for the first time in person? Now, are you speaking just Georgia or just in general? Any yet, yeah, dude. You're all fair nah. game, dude. Air game. So –
0: I guess the first thing that popped off to me was the quarterback roster. I mean, there, there's usually some good quarterbacks here, but the unique thing about this quarterback class is that there's just not one guy that everybody – you don't have Trevor Lawrence, you don't have a Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. You don't have any of those top-level guys. So, I think a lot of them are coming here and trying to compete and get ahead. So, I mean, you've got Kenny Pickett here, who's a Heisman finalist, probably had the best, just kind of come out of nowhere year this year very likely could be taken. I'm disappointed Matt Corral got hurt. He was supposed to be here, but, you know, he obviously got his hurt his ankle in the Sugar Bowl. You're going to have Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. Malik Willis, I think, is somebody I'm kind of interested to watch because I'm not as high on him as some other people are. But, uh, again, the athletic upside is clearly there. And I think if he were to really flash this week against some good competition, because, you know, I think one of the knocks on him is Liberty doesn't exactly play the best teams, and you don't really know what he's made of yet. So I think if you show out here – I mean, I don't think it's crazy he goes in the first round. I think, you know, there's a quarterback every year that has athletic upside that people talk themselves into, you know, I think Trey Lance already had some hype on him before draft season last year. So, but Malik Willis, I think has a little bit more to prove, but Lance, was going to play here last year, but obviously some some things happened there. So the quarterbacks is what I'm really looking forward to. And then there's some other guys, you know, the edge players. I, I think a guy I think a lot more people need to know the name of that I think could go in the first round is Cam Thomas, the defensive end from San Diego State. Really, I mean, I don't know if many people know, San Diego State won like 12 games and had one of the top ten defenses in college football this year, and he was the best player on it. So he's one, of, you know, he dominated the Mountain West, and I think I know a lot of people are going to look at that and kind of scoff at it. But he he's a really good player, and again, guys that play at lower competition levels when they get here, you know, this is really a chance to to, sh- to show what they're made of. You know, like we're talking about the guys from Georgia, like they're used to this. Like you, you expect them to kind of show up and, and do things. You know, they just played Alabama. Alabama's got more talent than some of what you're going to see here. But for for some of those lower level guys, this is going to be a huge opportunity to play in front of NFL coaches and scouts.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're talking about <clears throat> quarterbacks, and, I mean, there's been a lot of news kind of going around. So, Matt Corral, you mentioned his his injury. What was the official injury diagnosis for him? I think it
0: it was something to do with his ankle. I, I The official diagnosis, I, I I don't know right off yeah, the bat, but like- it was something to do with his ankle.
1: I feel like after it happened, like nothing ever came out. Like there was like, um, you know, normally you'd see something like Bleacher Report because I remember they said, you know, he goes out mm. with an injury. But normally you would see something like pop up like, oh, Mack uh, fractured ankle and, you know, in this game or something like that. But I, I just never really recall getting into any of that information. And then if I'm not mistaken um, – you know, you mentioned Malik Willis. I thought you were pretty high on him before the season started. Was that you that I was that I'm no, that that wasn't me. I've never was been you.
0: Malik Willis. No, I, some of those guys are like Malik Willis doesn't this this quarterback class as a whole, like I, I'm just not a fan of yeah, like I yeah, say, if you're going to quarterback far. this year, I just this is and there's gonna be probably two guys, two maybe three guys that go in the first round. There always is, you know, we've we've seen guys like EJ Manuel. I don't remember him from Florida State, you know teams talk themselves into him going in the first round. We, we've seen Blaine Gabbard, you know, go in the top tennis. Jake Locker, I don't know if you remember yeah, him. Yeah, I remember Jake Locker. Overall. Yeah, and it was just teams talk themselves into these guys every year, whether they really produce in college or whether they have a far ways to go or not. So, yeah, uh, I, I think that's going to be the big thing. And maybe it's a blessing in disguise for Corral not being here because if all these guys have subpar weeks, maybe he's just the guy by default. And you're saying, mm-hmm. oh, I guess if, if all these guys don't look – don't look the, the part, then Max Trout can take a lead. Or, I mean, if Ritter and Malik Willis were to have really good weeks, I mean, the athletic
1: upside and the arm strength is there. It's just, they're both really raw players. Ritter Ritter's an interesting guy to talk about. I remember Uh, Um, early on in the season, I remember I took him as kind of like a Heisman dark horse just to, just to, you know, I I threw like five bucks at it and the odds Mm -hmm. were pretty good. I was like, you know, Cincinnati's probably going to go undefeated or, you know, at that time it looked like it at least. And they were going to have a shot at a college football playoff spot. You know, we, it's just been a topic all season, but really he didn't have that big of a season that I was kind of predicting him to like, you know, he, he, he was pretty decent, you know, he did made the right play at times but he none of that explosive stuff not really any qb runs like it was mainly a, a high rushing attack offense it seemed like for the for the most part this season um I'm, I'm wondering what he could do this week at the senior bowl um that would be able to impress because i I've, I've talked or i i've listened to um a podcast um uh, <clears throat> with the the cincinnati coach uh, fickle right yeah yeah. Uh, be yeah, Fickle, he talked about Desmond Ritter and he's like, Yeah, I highly endorse this guy. Leadership is up there. He's learned a lot through the years. And he was one of the, you know, he said, like after this year, um, with this senior class pretty much out of it, we're we're losing that that anchor, you know, to our team. This team was kind of with us through the the hard seasons that we had where we were just, you know, like lack of better words, they were playing like crap and they made it through it. And they that's what pushed them ahead. And um, you know, it was one of those guys like Desmond Ritter that did that. So interested to see him and then the other news i saw just today uh and you might be able to know a little bit about this since you're there but kenny pickett is i it came out that he is going to decline getting his hand size uh measured
0: yeah Uh, i i I did hear something about that that's one of those just you know we have nothing to talk about so let's talk about some players hands exactly small there's that happens every year. There's some guy. There's some kind of measurement. Somebody's. Sizes to Yeah, at Yeah, it's just it's always a it's always a thing. So I personally I don't care. Like I know some NFL teams may do, but I think he gets blown out of proportion. I think you got to look at, at what he does on film and what he does in practice. I think that's a whole
1: lot more um, is going to count toward what he can do in the NFL. Yeah. Than the size of his hand. I was able to find, um, I think, the source that I was looking at. uh, They were talking about some of the dogs that declined senior bowl invites. They said Jordan Davis did. He chose to slim down and increase his workout metrics for the NFL Combine. Then you got John Fitzpatrick. Uh, He was not able to accept on account of a postseason foot injury. Zemir White passed on an opportunity to compete at the senior bowl and is working out in Florida. And then Lewis Seen wasn't eligible. So I guess that's, that's what they were referring to when I heard something about two people out. Um, I guess it was mainly referring to Fitzpatrick and White, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing some of the guys. Are there who's the most under the radar dude that you've kind of looked at? I guess besides Cam Thomas, I mean, you threw his name out there, but another guy out there that people just really haven't heard of um, that you can kind of speak on. So a guy named Cam Taylor Britt, defense
0: back from Nebraska. He had a really, really good year this year, and he's got the he's got the size, he's got the athleticism and the frame to really be he's six foot one eighty five. And you know, I I wrote up about him this week. There's always you know, like we talk about quarterbacks, there's always a guy that has the tools, the length, and he's got size, may not have put it all together. There's always some corner like that in the NFL draft that kind of rises up late. And I think with a good Senior Bowl, I really think he could. I don't think he'll go first round, but I, I really think he could be a third-round third, third round type guy that could really be a steal and could really
1: um, be a gem for somebody down the line. Yeah, okay, then. Um, so, let's see here. Speaking of write-ups, I've been looking at a good bit of your articles here recently. A lot of previews, a lot of you, co- you know, going through and, you know, putting these teams under a microscope, like many different teams. I, I believe I've looked at, um, you know, a Tennessee, one of yours, Georgia one, yeah. I think I looked at an Alabama one, and um, it's really you going game by game and kind of predicting these things out. And I was, you know, we were talking about it before the show started, but um, you had Georgia going undefeated again, and you know, I think you said the closest game was going to be Tennessee. So, what do you expect out of this team? You know, I know that you have them undefeated, and like you said. I kind of agree with you um, as far as competition goes. Like, you know, it's right there for the taking again. You know, if they go undefeated mm-hmm. again and say they lose an the SEC championship once again, uh, we could definitely see ourselves locking up at least a top four spot in. But what do you see with this team this year with the defense, you know, from all – from everybody's, uh, you know, viewpoint, it's probably going to take a step down because it's hard to keep that same – that same um, <clears throat> energy, that same competition level when you're losing so many guys. And And, yeah. um, you know, maybe even, you know, we lost a couple pieces in offense. But what do you see uh, kind of coming into this season? So, I mean
0: I- – before Jermaine Burton left, I really like the skill players on offense because a lot of them – and I still do. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I still, yeah, do. Yeah, still But I think, uh, I think my biggest question mark, and, I, I you know, it, it, it's unfair to him because he just won a national championship. I know. But, you know, it, it's, if you don't have one of the greatest defenses of all time, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff that just sets him that it does. And I, I just don't think, you know – I think the biggest benefit to him is, again, their, their schedule. Like, you know, Georgia, you know, even though they, they're losing so many guys on defense, they recruit at a level almost, you know, only Alabama is really competing on an A&M, Texas a and getting up there, and Ohio State does Ohio a pretty State. good job. But, you know, in terms of just overall talent, like there's just no, nobody on Georgia's schedule can keep up because, you know, they don't have to play Alabama in the regular season. Your two crossover games in the SEC West. and I mean, Auburn is a dumpster fire right now. I mean, they their mm-hmm. offensive coordinator just resigned today. Yeah. Uh, they, they 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 don't have a defensive coordinator either. I would be shocked if Brian Harson even makes it past the year. Like I just that just is an untenable situation there right now. Mississippi State's your other one. And that's not I mean, I won't say they're not like Vanderbilt bad, but like they're they're seven and five. Like they're they're a solid team. Yeah, it's just, you know, there's just a big talent discrepancy, and it is in Starkville, so I will say that. So, you know, maybe there's an upset opportunity, but Florida, first-year coach under Billy Napier, I don't really see that happening. South Carolina is going to be the most overhyped team in the SEC next year. I'm already (laughs) sick of it. They overperformed this year. They get Spencer Rattler. People are going to expect them to improve on seven wins, and I could see them missing a bowl game entirely. I actually had them going six and six, but like there's a lot
1: of losable games. Really? Like you, you see them You see them doing that bad? That's an interesting take. Well, and it's not really an indictment on them. It's just, okay. So, who are yeah, the six play? losses then, if you can read? Georgia. Them.
0: Okay. Clemson. Texas A&M. I mean, that, to me, that's pretty locked. That's right three. I, I can't I mean, see them winning.
1: Any A&M, A&M they, they might be able to – it depends on the QB situation. I mean, they're, they're – And same. I agree, but, I mean, A&M just beat them this past year by 20-something point. like
0: I, yeah. i don't it's just the talent level on the two teams is going to be so bad and then there's just going to be a lot of games i think they're going to be underdogs in i think they're going to be an underdog to tennessee i think they'll be an underdog to florida i think they will be an underdog to kentucky and they can be florida missouri's a winnable game i know they've got three cupcakes non-conference besides clemson and then Vanderbilt's obviously a winnable game. Yep. So they need to win and those three. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt a lot of people
1: Clemson. a lot of people are cracking on Vanderbilt. I think they're gonna end up showing some strides. I actually like the recruiting class a good little bit. No, I, I like them and I like the coaching and the things they're doing there. But again, it's
0: just I think it's probably gonna be 2023 before they might yeah. maybe can take a step towards the ball game. I still think, and like I don't really care. I don't I think Spencer Rattler's overrated, but I think he'll at least their quarterback play last year was pretty bad at South Carolina. Like it was kind of a joke, really, and oh, yeah. wasn't through no fault of their own. And I hate cracking on them. Like they overperformed. I had them winning like three games last year, so they they really overperformed. But I yeah. can already sense the preseason hype on them is going to be. They're going to be a top twenty five team, I bet. And they're going to get Georgia comes to Columbia week three. I could see some people... Upset spot being on the road so early for them, but you never know, wise that, that can really get on the field of them Oregon. And I actually think that's their most losable game. Just with it being this, the first game of the season, you, they're losing a whole bunch of players on defense. And, you know, I I think Stetson could hurt them in the game. Like, I, you know, any, anytime you go with a team that ha- has some talent, maybe not as much as Georgia, but on on the same sort of level in terms of, you know, oh they have a lot of four- or five-star players. It's not crazy to think that Oregon can hang tough in that game. The big question for Oregon is quarterback, and I just don't – I'm not a big Bo Nix fan. So, I don't think that that's going to help them a lot there. But they, they've they got they've got a really talented secondary next year. Um, their offensive line is going to be pretty solid. So, I think if there's a game, they can lose us that one. But, you know, other than that, it's, you know, they play – An FCS school, Kent State, and uh, I think Sanford in the non-conference, and Georgia Tech, obviously. And Georgia Tech is
1: they're they're,
0: they got their own little mess. They're a disaster. So um, that it's I I just don't see a game now. College football is weird. Upsets happen all the time. And I could, you know, if Stetson were to have a bad game or two, you know, maybe Florida overperforms and maybe Napier's a much better coach than we realize. And Florida overperforms and maybe that game in Jacksonville can be different. Maybe Tennessee takes a step forward. But the thing is, that game's in Athens. You know, they got them in Knoxville last year and Georgia rolled them. So. I, I don't think it's crazy at 12-0 season. Now, it's hard to go undefeated two years in a it row, but, you know, Bama does it regularly when they're missing several players. And I'm not comparing the two programs necessarily, but, you know, mm-hmm. Alabama reloads all the time, and I think Georgia does it, and they're facing a much easier schedule. So, I yeah. think there's a good chance they're undefeated by a play and at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think the roster is set just yet. I mean – um, Part of me, I mean, I'm really hoping that uh we have a QB competition, like an open QB competition. I would really, preferably, like I think, and I hate, you know, like you said, yeah, you, you hate to say it, you know, you really. Yeah, you really do. i appreciate so appreciative, <laughs> especially when you're a guy like Jackson who placed a, a little wager down and he won a good bit of cash, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I owe my life to Stetson Bennett, man. Yeah. He, he covered me for a couple months. <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, it just – I mean, it's hard to crack on the guy, but it's just like at the same time, you know things aren't going to be the same. you got to be able to adapt. Yeah. I mean, look at Saban. He's been able to do it in the past. And we were – you know, Saban at one point had guys like Stetson Bennett, you know, and, and running the show. I mean, you know, Jake Coker went in that one in
0: 2015. You know, A.J.
1: McCarron and Greg McElroy weren't nothing McElroy.
0: to, you know, write home about, Wilson. but now they – Alabama's – Going to the next level, and that's Bryce Young, Mac Jones, yep. to uh, Jalen Hurts. It's it's just, and you see how much more like they were already tough to beat as it is. I know. want that. Maybe so. I I would be absolutely shocked if it's somebody other than Stetson Bennett trotting out there against Oregon Week One next. Yeah,
1: year. if I had to we'll put see. my money on somebody, I think it's going to be Stetson. I would really like Brock to come out and um, you know and, and really really kind of make it a competition. I want him to kind of push for this. But we'll have to see how that one goes. Yeah, it'd be Other good than, if one of those young, two young quarterbacks could do something. Stockton, it's – I don't know, man. I think it's going to take a little time for him. I think it's going to take a little time. But, yeah. um, you know, Brock's been there for a year. He's had time to, like, kind of learn the system and everything. But Brock, Brock you know, um, him doing it – I mean, you talked about our skill players. I mean, we still got a good bit coming back. You know, losing Pickens, losing Jermaine Burton. Jermaine Burton, that one kind of – that one really hurt. But, um, you know, A.D. Mitchell, Pierce, Jackson, McConkey. You know all these different guys you could have Brock Bowers, Brock Bowers. You could have Eric Gilbert. Darnell Washington, Darnell. Well, Darnell, yeah. Darnell's still one that I'm just kind of like. If you if you know me, I've been kind of teetering. I don't know if he's going to be here. You know, it feels like he might be dipping yeah. out. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's a flight risk, so I'm not going to bank on him just yet. But you're right, he could be somebody. I've heard good stuff about Oscar Delp. So, and the offensive line should be pretty decent. So, um, yeah. I'm excited to see Kendall Milton kind of lead the backfield. And, um, you know, those guys on defense kind of step into their new new roles. It's going to be different kind of seeing um, some some younger guys at that linebacker spot after these past couple of years. So, um, we'll have to see how that one rolls out. So, you know, speaking of Burton transferring to Alabama, the transfer portal, I mean, is it, is it safe to say that Alabama's pretty much been the kind of – they, they've been running the show as far as transfers go. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was looking at the 24-7
0: sports transfer rankings. And while Alabama's only 10th overall, it's the guys that they've taken. It's just, you know, getting Jameer Gibbs, who was one of I don't know if people realize, he's one of the best running backs in the country. I know he played for Georgia Tech, but you know, he's yeah. very, very good come out of high like, school. Yeah, Eli Ricks was one of the best freshman DBs a couple of years ago. He's going to slide right in and start for them. Um, you know, Jermaine Burton is going to try to replace some of the Jameis Williams' uh, deep ball ability. I don't think he's quite that good, but I, I think he'll, he'll be a downfield better for them. You know, they, you know once Williams and uh, Messi went down, you know, they had, you know, Ja'Cory Brooks stepped up and played well at times, but I think they, they wanted some of those young receivers that didn't really step up. So I think getting Jermaine Burton was probably key. And you know, I mean, what what else can you say all about it? I mean, that's – JoJo roll all that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. it you know, they, the rich
0: get richer. I mean, this is yeah, you know, yeah. Alabama's the when you're if they, like Alabama, Georgia, you know, Ohio State. They're going to take three or four high level transfers a year. You know, if you think the transfer pool is going to help some of these smaller schools get some big time players, you're you're wrong. Like it, it's Alabama's going to get some, Georgia's going to get some. I've seen other schools get them. Yeah. Georgia
1: hasn't gotten any just yet, but I, there's there's some on the way, man. I, well, yeah, I was speaking overall. You know, they got Aaron Gilbert this past year. Yeah, I know yeah, he didn't we'll, play, but I mean, he was the he was one of the top players yeah, in the portal. Um, Darion Kendrick, Kendrick was really good. Tyke Smith,
0: so yeah, and will be
1: back, so that that'll be good. But I I, I do think yeah. we have some on the way, man. I'm I have pretty good sources out there that's saying that um, a guy from South Alabama. Um, it's sounded like Daryl Luter. He's a cornerback from South Alabama. If you know anything about him, he was actually ranked in the top ten on PFF's top returning corners. So he could be a guy that I think might be coming in. Um, all signs are kind of pointing to him. He could be a plug-in and play at corner. So we're going to need that with Kendrick leaving. Um, that yeah. could be something. and then and as far as and a lot
0: and there 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 could be some more movement post spring practice. Post spring, there's going to be like, definitely movement from could, us. So
1: there's probably going to be some from other mm-hmm. places too.
0: Because you're going to – coaches may get a look at their roster and say, hey, this guy's not progressing like we thought after this year, so we may need to get a guy to plug in here. You could see a lot of that. So, Mm. um, I think the transfer stuff could quiet down somewhat uh, here in the next little bit. But post-spring, I think it'll pick back up. I I mean, I know everybody's – at least I'm on Caleb Williams' watch. I'm getting exhausted. Where do you think he
1: lands now that you brought him up? Where do you think he lands? I still think USC, but I don't know. I mean, there's a
0: lot of Wisconsin smoke out there. And I mean, that I don't understand it, but I, I mean, that's where there's a lot of smoke now. And I know. And then there's people a coming out reporting
1: it too. They're saying that Wisconsin is not going to be it. So I'm just. I well, know. and then there's a report saying UCLA is still right there in the mix. Which they I don't ought know. to. They ought to. They're going to need it.
0: Dylan Gabriel kind of left them hanging. <laughs> I mean, you know, USC makes the most sense on paper. You know, he played for Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Um, USC is going to be pretty talented. I think Lincoln Riley's going to get that going out there. You know, I heard his biggest thing is he's going to be the number one pick in the draft in a couple of years. I mean, I would assume you – I mean, Lincoln Riley did that with Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. You know, whatever you think of them in the NFL now, like they – he got him to that level. So, he, he was – I think – him working with Jalen Hurts was able to get him up to the second round of the draft because I don't think coming out of Alabama he'd been a second pick as quarterback so yeah I'm assuming I still think it's USC. it's still on paper like it makes the most sense but the yeah. fact that it's taken this long I don't know it kind of gives you pause a little bit
1: why hasn't why hasn't he committed to USC yeah so, something feels a little fishy I've heard some rumors that like his dad's been going out there and telling people um you know, he's going to play for a year, and then the next year he's going to just prepare for the NFL because he's got two more years of eligibility, right? So, they say he's going to play a year, take a year off. And, and he's – and the thing is, he's one of the few players in college football,
0: I think, that can get away with this. I mean, he's, yeah. he's very, very good and talented. Yeah. But there's, you know, there's risk to doing this, you know.
1: hmm For real. Well, um, we got signing day coming up this Wednesday. Um, you know, we're recording that here, you know, today on Monday – um do you have any you know th- any any people you're potentially looking at you know as far as like do you keep up with signing a good bit or
0: oh absolutely i'm i'm mm-hmm. big into the recruitment so i mean the guy i'm going to have my eyes on wednesday is you know while i'm watching practice here and everything the guy i you know Shamar stewart the number one defensive yeah. end in the in of the country I you know i know of course. i know Georgia's in there i don't i don't mm-hmm. i don't think it's going to be a georgia thing i think it'll be a miami or texas a&m uh yeah. thing if from the thing I read last night, it's 50-50 on the two. If I had to place a bet on it, I would probably bet Texas A&M. But, I'll, you know,
1: he might stay Miami's right got
0: a shot. They've they got a shot. You know, they're well positioned. He's going to be – you know, I think Harold Perkins, the number one linebacker in the country, I think he's the top uh, unsigned guy out there. And I'm seeing a lot of LSU – in Florida, but I also, I did see a couple rooms today, there could be a Jackson State surprise there too, so there's something to watch, yeah, don't get Crazy. started on that, but uh, there could be some smoke there, um, and those are definitely the top two guys I'm going to be watching Wednesday, uh-huh. and then I think some, you know, just kind of a big picture thing, you know, can Texas A&M say the level they're at, and, you know, in, in terms of 24-7, you know, that, that's going to be the highest rated recruiting class of all
1: time, yeah. So, we're about to learn a lot uh, from this class that Texas A&M is putting together. We all know that it's backed by money. I mean, everything that they're doing right oh, now. Oh, for sure. I very, mean, very, it's, very much it's legal added. now. <laughs> Over $30 million already promised, pretty much, to these NIL deals that they have with guys already. Um, it's either going to make them or break them because, to me – Well, the
0: biggest know, thing, to me, with them is how, you know, quarterback play and how explosive – I mean, they were the least explosive offense in the SEC. Yeah. So you're just not going to – in college football today, you're not going to win national championships at level. I don't care how much talent you have. If, if you're worse than Vanderbilt and passing closeness, you're just – you're not going to – be able to do that so that's kind of the big thing you know i think there's gonna be some pressure on jimbo now because like i mean this this defensive like especially on the defensive line this class is off the chart
1: i mean it, it, it's stacked there is no you stewart with them if you get stewart and Adam yeah mix, it's only gonna get well, and you
0: know the the top the two guys we're talking about i mean harold perkins was just committed day and then decommitted and shamar stewart you know it's I think it's more of I know that there's going to be a Georgia hat on the table, but even as a Georgia guy, I think it's going to be Miami or A and I do not I I don't I don't know that Georgia was we shot our
1: shot. I don't think we're tossing money like that right now. I mean, not not as much.
0: Well, you know. I think most of Georgia's class is done.
1: Like I I think
0: Georgia's kind maybe and like I'll never ever tempt Kirby out. I guess you know he's he's that good of a recruiter,
1: but I think you know is. I, I, think I would he is I would be. I would be pretty shocked. I will be very shocked, honestly. I really don't feel that way. I think that Georgia, speaking of Georgia, I think that Georgia closes out with Darius Smith, an, an edge guy from Appling. If you've kept up with him, he's very, very good. He's very um, underrated, man. Uh, Leonard Floyd vibes with him, very lanky. Well, I
0: think that, I know there's a tackle out right there. I think Christian Miller, Christian. I, think they're, I think they'll get him. I know he was down at Miami this past weekend, but like we were just saying with Shamar, I think Miami shot their shot, and I think from what I heard today, he's about a lot to go to Georgia.
1: I think so, too. I, I, that's that's the big one we have. On I know board.
0: Ohio State was in there, too, but yeah. I think it's Georgia.
1: They are. And, I yeah, they, they were really big. I think that we land him. Um, we're Apparently – so, we did have Jordan James. He was an Army All-American. But it looks like things are trending toward him going to Oregon now. Um, Oregon or Florida. But it looks like Oregon from the crystal balls I've been seeing popping up. Um, and it looks like we're going to – replace him but we we're originally going to just replace him with ej lightsy a linebacker uh from benedicting i believe it's just mm-hmm. a three star guy in state um can kind of develop wait his turn you know he'd be a guy to kind of wait on um but there's there was something that came out of nowhere dude like literally just last week there was this guy from um from texas uh, his name is andrew paul three star um all of a sudden he's visiting Clemson he's getting offers from Clemson Georgia he just visited Georgia so this dude has a lot of smoke behind him and right now he's actually getting close to the ball and there's there's some uh, pretty good sources out there saying he's going to sign with Georgia so looks like they're going to uh, replace Jordan James with him Uh, pretty much and then Dylan Bell a wide receiver from from Texas another three-star guy so that that's what we're probably gonna close with I don't think this is the
0: this is the kind of season where you're starting to see maybe some some schools are wanting to fill some holes they fill in their recruiting class and some of these maybe high three stars low four stars start getting more attention than they did a few months ago now that they hey we kind of need you to complete the rest of this class you're starting to see a lot of that not that those kids aren't good but you know Three-star guys, you know, they may have to wait for some bigger offers, and and that's why you see a lot of them commit to other schools earlier if if they don't Mm -hmm. feel like waiting. Because, you know, it's always a risk. You know, your spot may not always be there if if, if things don't go right. So,
1: Yeah. Well, um, on on the topic of recruiting, um, I know that you guys did have a a pretty good recruiter that was going to come in and do pretty good for you guys. And then, uh, well, speaking of Miami, that is. I know you've yeah. read yeah. multiple people. You know, it was, it was going to be a hurricane. And then here recently, which I'm very happy. I, I was very oh, happy. I spent, uh, Brian McClendon coming to Georgia to be a wide receivers coach. I mean, dude, I didn't think he was going to take just a wide receiver coach spot. but um, They did get passing game coordinator.
0: Passing he game coordinator. Get, he did not get that title. Well, there we I, go. I was – When I heard the rumors, I honestly thought he was going to go back because, obviously, people don't know about him. He played at Georgia. He coached at Georgia under Mark Riggs. I was a little surprised Kirby didn't keep him when he first got there because he's a very good Apparently, they butted heads a good little bit. Yeah, so I I heard some of that, too. And, you know, I I think Kirby's a guy that will get over that. Like, you know, he's, he's going to want to put the best staff together He's obviously – you know, he's been with Mario Cristobal at Oregon for the last little bit. He brought him down here. He was going to be the receivers coach and co-offensive coordinator. Now, I personally think that's just a title to get him a raise at Miami because Miami's – I mean, we've got the highest – or they've got the highest um, uh, salary pool for assistance in the ACC now, surpassing Clemson with some of the changes in the football program. So, I thought that was just kind of a, a bump for salary – I hated he was only here for a little bit. He was one of the hires out that, you know, I was excited about for Miami, but, you know.
1: Instant, uh, instant freaking impact. Uh, You know, it's something to think about. Freaking Hank can kiss my butt. I'm ready. I was ready for him to dip out anyways. McClendon. I think with with Cristobal coming down there, I do think there was – some of you know,
0: as good as they recruit, I think some of the efforts by some of these schools are going to have to be stepped up a little bit. And that's why, you know, you saw Traverse Roberts and the defensive backs coach at Alabama now. Yep. Brian McClendon, coach, wide receivers coach at Georgia, now both excellent South and I'm forwarders. hearing another name.
1: I'm hearing another name. Mark
0: Van Dyke. Van Dyke, yeah. Now, and – that one's going to be interesting because I wonder if Georgia, because he's not leaving for an off-field role. If he left for Georgia, he'll be the cornerbacks coach. Because I just I don't think he'd leave for an off-field role at Georgia. Because you know he played at Miami, he's been at Miami for a little bit. I just don't see him leaving for an off-field role. Now Georgia could say, hey, because he was our cornerbacks coach this past year, and yeah, you know they could say, hey, you're he and he is a very very good recruiter. He's a young guy. I think That's he'll funny. be an up and coming coach, and he, he could just say, hey, we'll work with you as a corners coach. As long as you're providing the recruiting, that and now if that happens, now all bets are off that he could go to Georgia. But in terms, of,
1: if it's just an off-field role, like something I heard today, I don't think that happened. You heard that, okay? I'll, I'll keep you posted on what I hear. I mean, I heard that. I just heard there's some smoke behind it. I don't know for a fact. So, but I think what you're saying is before Mario gets going, I think these other programs are really trying to screw him yeah. over. Just to keep that program down, I don't think anybody wants to see a um, high end. And Miami you know, it brand sounds brand.
0: like something you see like older Miami fans, you know, have been saying for like 30 years, well, like, y'all just don't want to see Miami. I, but I think there's some truth. It to would it. be like, a problem. You
1: know, Miami it, would be a big problem. Alabama you know, they, and Georgia have been running that state. And if Miami comes in there and starts know. doing its thing again. And Crystal ball, whatever you
0: can say, whatever you want to about him and some of the other things as a coach, he is one of the five best recruiters in college football. He's great. <laughs> I don't think he's better than, like, say, Kirby Smart, Nick Saban. Yeah. Maybe Ryan Day. But, like, I I think he's top five. And, you know, if he really gets it going down there, you know, that could could present issues for some other schools. Mm -hmm. And it could, you know, help shift the power balance a little bit, you know, in terms of just Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and Clemson. And LSU's got some kids there just going in there doing whatever they want to and having, you know, nobody worried about Manny Diaz and – yeah. So it's a tough loss, but you know, I, he, he's put together a solid style. I think he's waiting until after signing day to fit. I mean, it's kind of weird that he doesn't have a coordinator on either side of the ball yet. But yeah. I think after signing day, you'll see. I think honestly, he just wanted to put everything he had into trying to get this class together as good as he could. Flip I mean, I might be still in from one from the
1: from what I heard. I think I think I heard a die. There's some smoke to a die, maybe being a person that you guys want to hire as a DC um I yeah well, I, I know, know Glenn
0: Schumann was in the running too so
1: but I don't think he's he's waiting another year I think though thank God that's what that's what I thought I, I know he was in the
0: mix but it's kind of been all over the place but unless mostly, they just make him but, a offer
1: he can't refuse I think they want to stay close to family for at least one month. and that's what
0: I said you know my, Miami's got some money now so
1: it's not like mm-hmm. the, the poverty stricken program they've Definitely. been running for as long as we've been alive <laughs> for real for real well um dude let's get into a little bit of some uh some NFL some pro football talk dude. so let's we had some great some great games um you know uh, you know up until even you know last week you know was great games but um start things off Cincinnati Kansas City um a game that I did not think was gonna go this way I was I was very very certain that uh Kansas City was gonna pull this one out I've, I felt very good about picking them in this I thought they had this one in the bag I was like okay, Kansas City, you know, um, L.A. Rams, it's it's a done deal. You know, we may as well wrap this one up. Let's put it in the bag. Done. No, they jump up to a big lead. What was it, 21-3? 21-3. Yeah. yeah, 21-3, and then the tide turns, and, dude, Cincinnati ends up pulling this thing off. It even goes to overtime, where I thought the irony of Kansas City losing the coin toss and getting beat would have been so funny. But they still ended up – you know, the Bengals still ended up pulling it out. But, man – Awesome game, Joe Burrow really put on a freaking dude. That, that that dude is awesome, is he not? He, he just has that. Like I don't know. how I, Me and my dad were sitting there watching the game, and I thought I'm like I don't
0: know what it is. Joe Burrow's got it. Like I don't know. He's got, know, it. He's got like, it. It's just yeah, he just has it, and he's just he's as cool as can be. He he makes the plays when he needs to, and it's I crazy. mean, first off, the first thing I'm gonna say is as good as Burrow played. Hats off to that Bengals defense in the second half. They did. I they mean, did, did. Mahomes, like, I'll be frank, he played terrible in the second he, half. He like very, he very
1: well. I think
0: he's the best player in the NFL, but he played terrible in, in the second half. And, you know, I, I picked Kansas City in a blowout, I, I, even before the game. And I, it, started, it was going exactly how I thought it would. I just, you know, generally with these Cinderella stories like the Bengals, they pull off a couple and then they meet somebody in terms of roster-wise that's just a lot better than theirs, and then they get killed. Like, it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, then you realize, hey, they've got some money to spend. They've got draft picks. They'll be there in a couple – they'll be there challenging stuff. Because roster-wise, I mean, Kansas City has a a much better roster than the Bengals. And I thought that was going to be the difference. And, you know, that somehow, some way, with the worst offensive line in the NFL, they they find ways to win.
1: They ended up blocking pretty decent for as bad as a – Yeah, I mean, it's a lot better than the
0: Titans game. But, yeah. you know, I think hats off to the Bengals defense. They played great. You know, Mahomes made some mistakes. You know, I don't quite know what he was doing in overtime with that throw. They were just – just. I think the thing that's going to haunt Chiefs fans is you had two opportunities inside the five and you had zero points. Or you had three points, I'll say, you know. But, you know, I thought they were going to win the game there at the end and score a touchdown. And then, again, Mahomes just just making weird good, mistakes, good. Just, you know, up. with the kind of having a fumble right there and – I just I don't know why he threw that pass behind the line of scrimmage to Tyreek. Like, it, it, with five seconds on the clock, you've got to throw to the end zone. Like yeah, you have to throw no, to yeah, the end I zone. it the away. Thing. There's no point with no timeouts. Like, if you have a timeout, maybe you can get away with that. But you know, with no timeouts, that's just a tough play to make. And like yeah. Tyreek Hill is quick, but he's not getting boiling over somebody in the end zone. Like, if somebody gets their hands on him in a short space, like he's not moving that pile. Yeah. So you know, just hats off to the Bengals. Like, you know, I think they. If somebody put a bet on them at the beginning of the year, like, congratulations, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. You're taken care of for the rest of the year. But, you know, I, I've had my doubts about them. You know, I actually picked them in the first couple of games. I picked them to beat the Raiders. I picked them to beat the Titans. But I just – I thought the some of their biggest roster deficiency would catch would catch up with them. But mm-hmm. they, they've got a shot. You know, I don't think the Rams well. are an unbeatable team. I think the biggest – you know, I don't know if we're going to get into that game just yet. But I think the biggest thing is just, you know – can they block Aaron Donald and Von Miller? Yep. As good as the Chiefs have some players, but they don't have two guys as good as that. So we'll, we're, mm-hmm. that's going to be the biggest. And then like, Chris Gaines is a guy that played really well for the Rams.
1: That night uh, is it ninety one? Yeah, yeah he's yeah, he about to say ninety one. Really, ninety one was living in the back. And don't forget they've got Leonard Floyd too. Leonard he, Floyd he's too, a pretty good yes. player. So yeah, how, so.
0: that's going to be you know we can discuss that at a later time. But that oh, that's going to be the biggest yeah. key in the game. But you know. The dream season, and it's one away from being probably the I, I can't name a bigger turnaround in the NFL since I've been alive. Like yeah, just, I, I mean I they had the fifth pick last year. Yeah, and I I have to fully admit I have to take the L. I did I said they shouldn't take Jamar Chase. I thought they should have taken an offensive tackle. And there are some games like yesterday was the perfect example of man. I wish we had an offensive tackle, but then you know when he's out there putting you know I, I'm sure you remember the game in our fantasy championship when Jamar Chase just went bananas and. Beat the dog um.
1: mess out of me, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And and those are the games, like, yeah, we should have took Jamar Chase.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm about to say, like, dude, it don't, don't matter. Just get the ball in his hands and let him go. That dude is so dynamic. Like, Jamar. Yeah, and Jamar's- they have, like,
0: for, for a team that's, you know, been picking, you know, on the lower or the higher end for a while, they've got some real good offensive skill talent. I mean, Joe Mason's a really good back. Boyd, Higgins are good players. Uzama's been a really good tight end for them. He has been good. I mean, if they
1: ever get an offensive line, they may put up 40 points a game. <laughs> for real. My God. Yeah. They, they it'll be interesting seeing how um Kansas City moves in the in the offseason. That's that's what I'm kind of looking at now. Is like what 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 could they do or what will they do well, to try to you, combat? I those? think this will be the last year before Mahomes extension
0: kicks in. And you know, like we've seen in the past, you know, once those big extensions kick in for quarter, it gets harder to build a team. Tapped. Yeah. It, it just, you know, they've been you know, generally like, and I know this goes for the Bengals too, the time you want to take advantage is now because you're not paying Burrow much. They're going to have all the cap space in the world. You're going to have draft picks, make sure you hit on those picks and make sure you make smart decisions everywhere because the time is going to come when Burrow is going to ask for a lot of money and you're going to have to give it to him. And so it's, it's just going to be – I think they're going to need to get a receiver through the draft. You know, I think Nicole – I know Nicole Hardman's a free agent. I think Byron Pringle might even be a free agent. So, I know that they're the Chiefs. They'll figure it out. They'll sign I mean, some guys like – you know, Juju Smith-Schuster almost signed with him this past offseason. And, you know, whatever you think of him, that would be a solid signing to them. Mm-hmm. But another thing is, Travis Kelsey will be 33 years old next year. Yeah. You know, he, he's getting up there. You know, Tyree Kill's still a young player, but – They've got some holes, you know. Their defense, you know, wasn't the best throughout the whole year. So, but the biggest thing is you're gonna have Mahomes for a decade plus. You'll always be the contender to beat for there. So that they'll be fine. But you know, I I, this was this could have been your second three years, and you know, the dynasty talk could have kind of started, and you know. I, you know, after they beat the Bills, I honestly thought they was going to dog walk the next two games because I thought I thought that was the Super Bowl. I thought those were the two best teams in the NFL. So,
1: mm-hmm. well, we we knew. Well, it, what everybody thought was whoever won in the Rams and Buccaneers would meet whoever won in the Bills and Chiefs, and that would be the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, it didn't. Neither game really worked out how I figured it would. I, I I wanted the Bills to win it. I thought they would win it. And I, I thought that the Buccaneers would uh, would pull it out in theirs, but here we are. Yeah, I mean, I,
0: I picked the Chiefs in the Bills game, but I, I had Tampa Bay winning because I have kind of thought the Rams were frauds all year. but uh, mm,
1: They pulled it out. So, there. yeah, l- let's, let's get into the Rams. I mean, we had the Rams and 49ers as well. Um, I mean, it, it was a lower scoring game than I thought it would be. Really what kept 49ers in it was the defense, I felt like. I mean, there was yeah. times where the, the Rams were driving. I remember they got all the way down to within the – the 10 or the, even the five, and um, you know, uh, there was a turnover. I think Matthew Stafford threw a, threw a pick, but um, you know, it was a close game pretty much all throughout it. And then at one point, it looked like okay, maybe the 49ers are about to kind of run away with this. I think it was after a Debo um, had his touchdown, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was starting to kind of pull away, but sure enough, they End up, you know, surging back. Cooper Cup did his thing. Odell Beckham Jr. has been a um a, a very good sight here recently, and mm-hmm. uh, Stafford was able to finally break his little curse. I mean, he, he got a little help from uh, what was his name, Jaquisky, uh Tart dropping that yeah. uh that pick, but um,
0: biggest play of the game
1: that could have been that could have been bad. I mean, there were still nine minutes left. I think after that, nine minutes and something seconds after that, but so I don't know if it quite would have sealed it, but it definitely would have helped um, the matters. So. Um, on the other side of the ball, I guess 49ers, you know, Debo, um, great years he's had, um, you know, him and- not getting the ball there, those last three jobs,
0: not him not getting one touch. That's that's a and, you know, I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. I think he might be the best offensive play caller in the NFL, but there, Kyle Shanahan's got some issues to work out late in did, close because like. I won't put the whole Super Bowl on him, but because he's not, he wasn't the head coach. But you know, you can look at the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl. You can look at the Chiefs-49ers Super Bowl. You can look at this game. There's some regular season games here and there. I don't know. Just I thought the, the play calling was was a little off um, those last three drives, and I think you saw Jimmy G's limitations come up. You know, he does some good things for you, um, but you know, when he can't work off play action, and when he has to. When it's a two minute situation, it's just not going to work. It's just it's it's tough for him. He's got to play kind of as a front runner and, and whatnot. So, I, yeah. I mean, the, the Rams have built their team in kind of an odd way, more different than you're used to. But you know, they're they're getting there, and you know, they've I kind of I've doubted them the whole way. I, I picked them to beat the Cardinals, but I honestly, thought Tampa Bay might might wreck them a little bit. But um,
1: yeah, um, if, if
0: Matthew Stafford doesn't turn the ball over, I feel like. On paper, they should win the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, talent-wise, I don't – it's a little bit like I said earlier. Talent-wise, it's not close. I mean, it it really isn't. No. I mean – but, you know, again, when the Bengals have an elite quarterback and the skill players, you know, you can stay in games. And, you know, like we saw yesterday at the goal line, you know, Stafford has a penchant for turnovers sometimes. And if if they do that and give the Bengals an extra chance, you know, and you know, you just saw the Bengals shut down the best offense in the NFL. You know, who's to say they can't do it to the Rams? Especially, Real? you know, Stafford's more turnover prone than Mahomes is. So, I don't know which way I'm leaning yet because I, I don't know. It feels wrong to pick against the Bengals. I, like I think.
1: Yeah, I say I, if I had to lean one way, I am going Rams. I feel pretty good about. I that.
0: probably that's
1: probably where I'm going, but it just feels like okay going against the Bengals again. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think I think the Rams can do this whole philosophy where they can actually kind of run the ball. I think. Well, I mean, I think I think, think, the I, I think can. they could
0: bully them a little bit. Yeah.
1: yeah, like where they could keep the offense off the field, you know, running the ball, running the clock down, you know, and then the and defense, Cooper Cubs unguardable. Yeah, Cooper Cubs unguardable. Like I said, Odell's been looking pretty good. You always got Van Jefferson as that deep threat. I mean, they got guys. I mean, both teams are. It looks like both teams might be missing their starting tight ends, Higbee and uh, Uzama. Uh, mm. Both of them got hurt in their respective games. Um, so, we'll see how much that plays a part in the things. I think that hurts the Bengals much more than it does the Rams. The Rams had that – I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Blanton, his last name's is Blanton. Yeah. Blanton. yeah, he came in. I mean, dude was yeah. looking pretty good to me. I mean, shoot, I can't I can't say um, anything bad about him. He, he looked pretty solid. So, um, if I had to look – I like, like
0: it, This is a different Super Bowl than, you know, you got two different teams than you're used to seeing. And I, I know the Rams were in there a few years ago, but the Rams has mm-hmm. largely been terrible – when I've been growing up in the Bengals yeah. for the most part. I mean, he had some of the Andy Dalton years, but you knew they weren't
1: going to go anywhere because he wasn't that good. So, um, they're, they're giving the kids the day after the Super Bowl off of there in Cincinnati. So, uh, <laughs> they said, you know, for we're, we're preparing for a Super Bowl win, so we'll, we'll see if it, um, if it comes true. It'd be I'm not gonna be mad either way, you know. I, no, I mean, I'm not either. Like, it'll be it'll be a good game though. I think it'll be a once. Game,
0: once, uh, once Tom Brady was eliminated, I was like, anybody can win if they want to. You yeah, know, and the Patriots too.
1: Yeah, for real. So, um, yeah, I mean that that's all I've got, you know, for those two games. Uh, I know you just mentioned Tom Brady. I mean, what do you think of? Is he really going to retire? And what do you think? About I think him? so. I, I I don't know. I it just kind of feels like. Because there's a lot of smoke leading up there, up to that
0: moment. I, I think you know the reports are being refuted now, but I honestly, think it's because he didn't come out and say it first. He wanted to be. The I one think, I, yeah, I think he's a little mad at that, but I, I really do. I think this is it, and he has caused me more sports pain than any man in my life. But like, it, he's the greatest football player of all time. There's yeah, no yeah, way to know. get around it. I mean, no doubt
1: about it. He's had
0: three Hall of Fame careers. I mean, he take the first part of his career when he won three Super Bowls. You take that stretch, you know, you had the undefeated season. And he was – when he was putting – the crazy thing is when he put up the craziest numbers and just put the wildest season together, they didn't win. It was always when he had good, but not like – those like 2007 through like t- 2013, those were his best statistical seasons and they never won it. And then you get to the back half of his career, you know, he had the Seahawks Super Bowl. Yeah. You have the, the 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 Falcons game. You have the Rams game, which was ugly, but you know the win. And then he mm-hmm. went to another franchise and won it in his first year. Or so yep. So, I, and I don't. I, I think you know we say this about some players. I just don't. I don't see how anybody ever surpasses him. Yeah. I just you know seven Super Bowls. That's hard. Like I used to think, and maybe he still can. You know, Mahomes already has one, and I, he's had chances. You know, last year he had a chance to get two, and he had. I, I thought he had a good chance to get a second one yeah. this year, but now. He still stuck at one. And with that, you know, the crazy thing about Brady was, you know, he didn't take a lot of money over the years. He took some, but, you know, he, he wasn't getting paid the crazy amount mm-hmm. that, like Peyton Manning and some of those other quarterbacks were. And that kind of allowed them to stay flexible and, and keep some guys. So it'll be interesting to see if anybody can even come close. But I, I don't think he's a guy that you'll ever see being surpassed. And the, and the crazy thing is he, he could be calling it quit early at the age of 44. Yeah, I then, think he's, right. I still think he's got a, at least like a season or two left I think at so a high too. level. I think so, too. But mm. With Sean Payton retiring and Tom Brady retiring, the NFC South is going to be a, Wide open. a sight to behold next year. Yes,
1: <laughs> it will be. It will be.
0: The Falcons are going to win it, win the division six wins. There you go. There you go. You heard it here first.
1: <laughs> Six and 11. <laughs> the new NFC East, uh, right? Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see how that one goes. Um, well, that that's all I really had. Did you have anything else you kind of want to discuss? No, man. I mean, football season's winding down. It's
0: about to be draft season, NBA season, go Hawks. Going for yeah, eighth yeah. win in a row here in just and just looking few good against the Raptors. You know, hey, hey, yeah. and uh, obviously, what everybody wants to know is, I did win our fantasy football league. Yes, you did. And I, I'm on a nine yeah. game. Just beat me in fantasy football, right? Yeah, I have the team to beat right now. I've won nine in a row, and you know, hey, it's, when things are rolling for you, things are just rolling for yeah, you, and right I don't right know how to explain right it. Forward. You know, it's, yeah,
1: but you know, that's you all me. I
0: got. It's a, it's always fun having you on um we're having me on I yeah, appreciate yeah yeah but uh i hope i can come on soon and definitely we'll we'll get some get some more nba talk yeah we'll have some draft stuff you know we, we need to get zach
1: on here and talk to some nba wherever he oh at. my god yes we got yeah yeah we got to get the game back together bro. Those, yes. those those
0: were some of the best discussions but i appreciate you having me on and uh hopefully see you soon
1: yeah man we'll yeah we'll have to get together um We'll have to see. As soon as Torres' fights over, with the schedules open up a bit more, he's um but right now you know he's on that strict schedule. He's got sessions after sessions after sessions. Dude is getting amped up. This they're right? So we're we're get we're getting ready for it. But um, with this last little tidbit, I'll end the show. I there was some some smoke out there. I don't know if I hit you up about this or not, but um, of JT Daniels possibly transferring over to all, all our alma mater, Georgia Southern. What would you think about that? I think it'd be
0: awesome. I haven't heard that yet because I was actually thinking about this. If Caleb Williams were to say, let's just say go to Wisconsin, Jackson Dart just left for Old Miz. Okay. USC's got one. They got Miller Moss. Yeah. Wouldn't it be so funny? Daniel's and back. He went yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. I, thought about it. I don't think that happens, but it was just like, you know, time is funny. a
1: circle. It just, everything happens again. So it'd be fun. But. Yeah, I, I mean, I heard I heard Georgia Southern's a big player in it. I heard Oregon State, uh, maybe a couple others. So um, I don't know. I mean, Clay Hilton could maybe work some magic to get JT back out. Back there's out. no,
0: there's no two better people than to sell the city of Statesboro, Georgia, than this podcast. It's you'll enjoy I would, it.
1: I will. I will go watch some. I'll, I'll go watch a, at least a game or two if that makes. Oh, knows dude, anything. if I could get down there, I
0: definitely will. I wanted to no. this year when they played BYU, but. Uh,
1: Oh, yeah. Is that at Georgia Southern? It was last year. It was the past year? Oh, yeah. Did, yeah. So, you did make it to it or you didn't make it I it? wanted to. Yeah. Because there were some games. Because they played some home games. I
0: think they played Louisiana at home. I think they played App State. I don't know if they played App State in the States, bro. But that's always a fun game. Uh, but.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna to have to look up their schedule. I have to plan something out, dude. Cause they've
0: got some pretty good uh non-conference games I know Boise State comes down to the, the borough in a couple of, in a few years. Houston comes down there at some point. So Ooh. yeah, can get some spicy games coming down for there.
1: For real, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm into that. But um, but yeah, dude. So that's gonna wrap it up for us here today. Thank you so much for listening in. Thank you so much again, Jackson, for joining us. Appreciate all the um uh, the insight. And I hope the senior Bowl week goes well for you, my man. We'll be looking out for the articles. You can go and follow Jack. Jackson, what's your Twitter handle? Jackson Caldell. Yellow Jackson, face. at Jackson That's That's that, that simple. At Jackson Cardell. There you go. And you can go see his work. He's got some stuff on fan side And then What's the other side again? Primetime sports. Part. Primetime sports. So we can keep up with all of the, um, you know, the first hand first eyewitness knowledge that he's got over there, um, there at the senior bowl. You can take a look at some of those articles we were referencing about uh, previewing this uh, upcoming season uh, for a couple of teams here. And we're not even just a couple a good bit of teams Um, he's been yes. going through. So a lot, a lot of material out there for you to check out. So, Uh, But you can follow us over on Twitter at the TNT Podcast or on Instagram at TT underscore podcast. We appreciate all the likes, shares, retweets, reviews, subscriptions, all that good stuff. And you can actually now rate us on Spotify. So uh, go in there, give us a five star review if you can. Uh, We very much would appreciate it. But uh, with that being said, that's going to do it here for us today. We'll see you next time.